0: this is the milo sweet podcast where you'll learn to get unstuck start now conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult find quick and clever ways to overcome wait did you think life was going to be easy remember all of your excuses are now dead to me let's get started So what time it is, it's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right, or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this, um, well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit Subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. Welcome to
1: the Milo Sweet Podcast, Laura. You're here again. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, Milo. Glad to be
0: here. Okay, tell us again a little bit about yourself.
1: <laughs> you bet, you bet. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on your show. I love chatting with you. You are so smart. You have so much love for learning, love for life, and that's just so fun to be a part of. Okay, Aww. so I also love to learn, love, love <laughs> progressing, love. And taking information in, digesting it, and being able to apply new principles in my life. So that's my platform, really. I've been a mom for 13 years. I've homeschooled for about a year now. So I'm fairly new to the process. However, I feel like I've been preparing for it for a long time through my... Career as a mom, and even just with my husband, we are both learners. We both want to grow. We do a lot of reading and a lot of research about how to make our lives better. And then I want to share that. That's a big driving force for my life as being a teacher. So I love being able to say, Hey, I've read that book, or Hey, I've learned about this principle. Here's something that a nugget that I took away. I'm going to hand it to you you can take it, you can leave it, but I love being able to share information that I think might be helpful to other people.
0: That's wonderful. I, you brought up a, like a question in my, well, your comment made me think of a question was, what is the most common question you're getting when you're saying this, you know, to people or you're putting that out there? What do What's your most common question? Because then I want to share mine and see how you you answer it. Are you getting any common questions about when you tell them about brass tax time sense, that you homeschool, just anything in that realm. And they're just a reoccurring question you get.
1: Right, right. Um, I would say my most common question is, how did you decide to start doing this? And I would say, I mean, it's just a really broad question, but it's been fun to think about. And for me, it's been quite a journey. Um, one of the beautiful parts about this is that I've had really wonderful people like you, Mila, come into my life and encourage me to share. They say, you have something really valuable. You have an ability to teach and you have a really strong desire to learn and you should share that. You should really use that gift. You have a really wonderful ability to um, appeal to people. So it would be wonderful if you shared that. So. It was encouragement from other people. And then also that I do feel a sense of responsibility to share good things with the world. That's one of the missions that I think I have in life is helping people learn about good things and then also learn about how, what their own strengths are within those good things. So to me, that is the how of like, how did I decide? That is why that is that it's the how that's how it happened. And also, I, um, the other common question I get is, why did you decide to homeschool? Like, <laughs> because for a lot of people, it seems insane. And I know for you, Myla, you have so much thought and so much intention about the way that you do your homeschool with your children. And there's so much respect and rapport there. And for me, that was a huge motivating factor is watching you and then other, other families like you that just had this incredible sense of community within their family and they really respect and love one another. And to me, that was hugely motivating. I wanted that. I wanted to create that environment in my home. And so for me, that was that's another question I get a lot.
0: I I actually, you took me way back because I I would say that was a general question that I would get when I first, I would say the first, maybe four years, if I can remember correctly. And I think now I'm getting, you know, regarding uh, the products I'm getting, is this going to help me if I don't want to home? Right. And I guess that's a question I would want you to answer. Like first... I don't even want to sound disrespectful to anyone that hates homeschool that does not want to homeschool, that's homeschooling right now and they're mad. (laughs) But homeschool, let me just, let me just like rip off the veil. It's really just teaching your kid, which is like what being a parent is. So you can do it in any format. It's not really conducive to school or homeschool. We call it homeschool because, well, we're with them all day. But if you decide to be with them part of the day, it's really just Uh a relationship Uh between a parent and their child and figuring out a way to enjoy it and enjoy teaching and learning, creating a relationship of reciprocity. And like you said, Laura, respect, because, you know, I do, I don't want to feel like I'm working really hard for people that don't respect me and that I don't like. I just don't want to be in a home for me. I'm not going to be here if you don't like me and you Uh don't like what I'm offering. I just won't stay. That sounds, that sounds, I'm not getting into politics or religion here. I'm just saying that's my core instinct is that I want to be in a place that I call home where people actually like me. And if they don't, they tell me what they don't like. And if, if, if they're worth that I'll work on trying to remedy that. Right. And I wanted them to, to, to have the same relationship with me. So, so for the courses that you created brass tech and I'm sorry, not brass techs time sense and playing with their strength, um, the company name or, uh, schooling name is brass tacks. but, Uh, Would you say that that's for someone who doesn't, who's saying, Hey, look, when this is all over, I'm never going back
1: to this. Oh yeah, totally. These are principles that you can use. I started thinking about them way before I started homeschooling. So yes, totally. I do talk about the homes, how I've applied them in the homeschool context, but yes. Oh man. You can apply them outside of that. They're life skills. So it's when you're trying to get ready to get in the car how do you help your children be on tasks so that you can leave on time so that's i mean every parent's going to face that challenge and it's such a wonderful life skill um so that's kind of part of the time sense focusing on strengths oh man that's going to create it's not like our kids are at school all day every day they're at home with us a good chunk of the time you know even if you're not homeschooling and you want to create a relationship with them so focusing on what your child is good at helps in so many areas across the board, whether it's in education or as they develop as a human. Um, If you want to be their advocate, which I think most parents want to be an advocate for their children, then it's learning about how they tick, what makes them them learn and grow and their strengths are a huge part of that.
0: Okay, so I know that you have some questions for us.
1: uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, Just to jump right in, I've been reading, I'm going to treat you like my friend here. So Myla definitely is my friend and pretend that all of the rest of you are my friends too. So this is how I roll. Hey, I am reading this really interesting book and it's called Simple Rules. So one of the things that Ryan, my husband and I have done through time is He'll have these business books that he reads for work. He's a big learner too, which I mentioned earlier. So he read these books and I find them intriguing. So I started reading them years ago and I was like, hey, this is kind of applicable to family systems. Um, Essentially, a family is a business. I mean, it doesn't necessarily make money. I mean, it can, but it's run Yeah. 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 It's a, it's an economy. It's a little small business in and of itself. So I thought, why, why am I not applying this? These people, people are really motivated to do research on business and organizations because there's money involved, right? So people are really motivated to do the research and figure out how to make them run really well. Well, there's no reason that you cannot take that research and just translate it straight over to families. There's some things that are a little bit different, some nuances, but essentially, it's pretty much the same um so i love being able to take these books like this one simple rules and think what can i pull away so i'm just going to talk about a few of those and i'm sure as parents uh there's these questions that have popped up in your brain how do i make my family run more efficiently how do i help my children see clearly what the expectations are how do we make better decisions as a family how do we then, as we've made our decisions, then do those decisions well, and a very and execute them in a really intentional way. And this book, Simple Rules, addresses all of those questions. I'm just going to talk about a few, but so okay, just because I don't have time, and also it would be super boring if I went through the whole book about like what I've learned. But I would love to talk about first. There's this concept of boundary rules. And this is what happens when you've got, you would apply these boundary rules when you've got a ton of different concepts on your plate, at different decisions on your plate. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. There's all these different decisions. Let's say your family is looking at a new job or you're trying to decide which school your children should go to. If you should homeschool, if you go to public school, if you go to private school. Um, And that's really, really difficult for anyone. I mean, we've all been there when we've got huge decisions to make as a family and we just don't know where to start or how to decide. So really what you're gonna do is narrow down to your few important factors. And then that is, those are your deciding factors. You look at those and then you move on. So they gave this really interesting example. Um, They asked burglars, are people who had burglarized businesses or really they were focusing on homes like what was their big deciding factor in which homes they decided to burglarize (laughs) and these um these criminals are like across the board most of them their answer was came down to one factor and it was if there was a car in front of the house and they, it was just like super simple. If there was a car there, they did not go in. So that t- concept of like, let's make it as simple as we possibly can. So in your job decision, you decide, hey, what are my three factors? Is it commute, pay, and ro- the role of the job? In the job or in the school decision, is it the reviews of the school, the cost of the school, and the commute from my home? So you decide on what your factors are, and then you set parameters around them and move forward so then with as it becomes apparent that you've decided what your boundaries are like hey i'm not going to accept a job that's more than 20 minutes away i won't commute farther than that i want to accept a job that's more less than hundred thousand dollars a year i want to accept a job you know you set your boundaries you've had your simple rules that you've identified and then what you do your next step is you prioritize so you've got your boundaries, you've set your parameters, and then you decide within those, what's my most important thing? Is my most important factor commute? And maybe if you're a single mom and you don't have a lot of time to go back and forth between jobs and getting your kids in and out of daycare, you want that to all to be within pro- close proximity. That might be your priority. It might be where the, where the job actually is. Um yeah. Or it might be pay if you're just simply like, no, I just want the number. That might be your very top thing. So this concept of setting simple rules really creates a framework so that you don't have to work so hard. Your life is a lot simpler um, and it makes things less complex, which I think I'm all for that. So I was thinking about this with kids and parenting children. They all often need the same thing simultaneously like how often when you're parenting you have all of your children come up and ask you for something at the same time and they all need it it's all important to them right so setting up rules for yourself as a parent of how are you going to address all of those needs at the same time and so you set your boundary you say hey if you are not bleeding right now (laughs) <laughs> then I'm going to address, you know, I'm going to do a top-down approach. My boundary is if you're physically hurt, then you go to second tier. So I address that. I prioritize. So, okay, within the hurt category, if you're hurt, are you bleeding? Did you lose a limb? You know, so you'd basically go, go down and you prioritize. <laughs> and then you can address those things like, hey, I need help learning to tie my shoe or I need help with this. So it gives your brain a little bit of a sense of framework. So you're not just like, oh my gosh, there's all these things happening at one time and I don't know where to start. You can basically think, okay, I'm going to start at the top. I'm setting a boundary for myself. And then as you practice that with your children, they realize they can prioritize as well. Do I really need to go get help from my mom with this thing? Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or maybe I can... But what, yeah. if <laughs> what if they're all bleeding? Then you do the triage thing like they do in the military. You say, okay, <laughs> what's the likelihood that you will actually survive if I help you? <laughs> so if there, if there's no hope, then you go bottom of the list. If there is hope, then I help you out. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. That was wonderful. Sorry. My brain is like
0: wondering. What, like, what if they yeah. all have a broken finger? Right, and right, right, likelihood. right
1: right Probably. so anyway yes, yeah, yes go ahead Sorry. so this is that prioritizing is really helpful when you've got a large number of opportunities that are all competing for the same resource and usually honestly as parents that's time right you've got and i'm going to use those things that are competing those are usually our children they're all competing for our time so figuring out how what your boundary is regarding that um what are my What are my top factors? What do I want to help with the most? And then within those top factors, how do I prioritize what things get my attention first? So for me as a parent, um, many, many times the boundary is is it helpful, like for my children long term, things that I spend time on, time with them on? Is it enriching? Is it educational? And if it's not, a lot of times it really just doesn't, it doesn't get my time or attention. Um, like we just don't spend a lot of time on fluff and that's just my personal life. I mean, everybody's different, but that's for me what we've decided. So anyway, so that's one concept. Now this next concept I really liked, it's called stopping and it's basically deciding, um, when we're making decisions. So all of these rules that I'm talking about right now are for decision-making. And we're going to talk about some other stuff later, but, um, when to stop, like, when do you stop researching? When do you stop doing all of this? Cause as humans, we're really afraid that we're going to miss out on the very best opportunity. So we tend to hold on to things way longer than we should. We tend to do a lot more a lot of energy into investments or in energy into a certain path because that's what we've decided and it can be debilitating because we will hold on to it so long and all of the value (laughs) has now been lost like we because we were waiting for that ultimate payout and it really just didn't come so think about like military campaigns where they've decided on a course and they've stayed Like Vietnam, for instance, they stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed. And it was just not, it was not a good situation. They should have quit way sooner. So it's setting up a rule for yourself. The stopping rule is like, hey, when I get to this point, then this is no longer valuable to me. Um, And I was thinking about like with our children, a lot of times in our home, at least the the child will want to engage when there's a disagreement they want to engage with us and think if i can negotiate with my parent slash fight with my parent then all of a sudden i've it's i've taken the attention off of whatever the behavior was and i'm now i'm just fighting about something else so realizing that uh, for us or at least for me when the child is starting to just fight, fight 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 just stopping like there's no value in this there it's taking away from the learning in our home so we're stopping. Um, to me, when it's when it becomes about something other than the thing that, you know, whatever the behavior was, then we stop. So if child A um, doesn't share with child B, and all of a sudden I'm like fighting with child A about, well, you never let me have my toys. And, you know, I'm fighting about something. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're stopping. We're going back to the original issue. Um, and we're moving on. And then it applies to like silly, you know, really helpful little things in life as well. So, hey, let's decide where we, what we want to do as a family today. Oh my gosh, you could spend hours deciding what you, you know, what your plan is. So it's setting parameters for yourself of when you're going to stop talking about it and start doing so, hey, we'll talk about this for 10 minutes. We're going to brainstorm our best ideas. Then we're stopping and we'll pick our best idea from that 10 minutes. So it gives parameters so that you just don't spin your wheels forever, basically. So that one I really thought was interesting. I thought it was helpful. Um, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to share. Um, and then I was reflecting on these, this concept of simple rules a lot as I've read this book and what things I tend to not be a stru- like I'm not very good at being a boss. I'm good at structuring life for myself. But I'm not very good at creating structure for other people. I was the youngest of five and I think I just learned really early. It was way easier just to like go with the flow and do what I was told. And the downside of that is I don't necessarily have a great skill in creating structure for my family or setting rules for my family. I tend to be like, well, I guess that's a good idea. I have pretty strong willed children, especially my oldest. I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> and then realizing, you know, oh my gosh, no, I need to set the rules. I need to set the boundaries and that's really healthy for children. So reading this book has been really good for me. Um, so the, as I reflected on that, I thought, what do I, you know, what outcomes do I want for my life? and what rules can help me get those outcomes? And that's one of the other benefits of these simple rules is it really helps you figure out, okay, What are the rules that are going to help me get that outcome that I want? It's sort of working from back to front, backing into it. Hey, I want to have peace and love in my home. So that was my first one. What makes me feel peace and love? It's when I watch my children do something kind, say something kind, or look for ways to help. And I'm like, there's my rules. There's my rules. When there's there's conflict, when there's frustration— when there's like a disagreement i can come in and say did you say something kind did you do something kind did you look for ways to help and it's really simple right there are three rules they're very applicable they can a child can can do that the, but the, also the beauty of these simple things is they're really flexible they allow for agility as well so within each of those rules I, the child has the power to decide what's doing something kind, saying something kind, or looking for ways to help looks like for them. So it gives them a sense of independence within the role. It's not just me prescribing. You need to say you're sorry right now. It's them thinking about what could I do? It gives right. them the power. So that's the concept of these simple roles. They really talk about it in The book a lot is they're not meant to be, give a prescribed outcome, like you might have to have, you might have situations when there's safety concerned where they have to have really specific step-by-step rules. You have to do it this way. Otherwise people will get hurt. Like in astronaut, in an astronaut situation, for instance, they have to do it a specific way. Otherwise, I mean, the outcomes have to be the same every single time. Uh-huh. That's just how that works. Well, within a home or within a lot of situations in a family, that's not the case. There is a lot of value in children, especially, and and people in general, being able to express their own version of the rule. So what does that look like for each child and how can they be themselves within the rules in your home? So it's been really cool to read this book and think about how can I set up structures that work for our family that we value, but then also allow for individual expression. So... That's just a little tiny overview. Hi. I thought was probably super jumbled. I was trying to make it as, as like no. organized and interesting as possible. But um, I thought this, I think the concept is really applicable for families. where taking a lot of complexity and a lot of multiple factors and then condensing it down and figuring out how do I make this simple for ourselves? We want frameworks that work across the board. We want to be able to make life um Really, life isn't going to be easy, but we can make it um, manageable. We can make it something we can do. So yes.
0: All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello. Hello. I said I said it's over. Why are you still listening? like seriously the episode is over if you're still listening right now you know what you're probably a chronic procrastinator guess what I'm still listening to come on for real. seriously we gotta go do something productive no like for real no for real for real. okay you can keep listening